Ciao a tutti and welcome to Italianando, the Italian podcast brought to you by Francesca Francario. Salve, salve, salve a tutti e tutte and welcome back to a new episode once again. Thank you for tuning in and I just wanted to, yeah, say a quick thank you for the support till now and for listening to my podcast and the blog and Instagram as well. So there's a lot of exciting things in the works, so keep um, keep an eye out. <laughs> also, don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter to keep updated and you can find the form on my website, italianando.com. But anyway, on to the episode. This year is the 700th anniversary of Dante's death. And to celebrate this, March 25th has been declared National Dante Day, that we call Dante D. D in Italian also means day, uh, but with the E with the little accent, so it's Dante Day. And it's, um, yeah, basically there's a lot of celebrations going on, but we'll talk more about them uh, in a bit. So if you don't know who Dante Alighieri is, or was maybe. (laughs) He was an Italian poet, writer and philosopher in the Middle Ages in Italy. He was born in Florence in 1265 and died in Ravenna in 1321. And according to some studies, March 25th is when he started his imaginary journey into hell. And if you do know who Dante is, then you know that his most famous work is the Divina Commedia, the Divine Comedy, which talks about his journey through hell, purgatory and paradise. And it's considered one, if not the biggest and most important pieces of work of all time. And we actually studied this in school and universities in its original language though. So this was written in Volgare Fiorentino, which is the old Latin from Florence at, um, at the time. And it was quite difficult to understand, to be fair. So there's a lot of research behind it. You can't just probably just read it and understand what it means. You have to like look into it and take into account his life and his experiences as well. And actually, in one of my last podcast episodes about the um, uh, International Language Mother Language Day, I actually talk about this. So if you want to go and check that out so you get to know a little bit more about this um, Volgare Fiorentino, feel free to listen to that as well. So I just wanted to explain a little bit why Dante is so important to Italian culture. He is considered the father of the Italian language because the Italian, um, the language he wrote the Divine Comedy in with some tweaks became the basis of today's Italian. In fact, 90% of the essential everyday Italian vocabulary, that is the 90% of the most used 2,000 words, already appear in the Divine Comedy. That's insane, you know, (laughs) because that was like written so long ago and, you know, it was, um, the the language was on point. So this day, dedicated to Dante, was only recently established by the government and in fact, they've invited everyone to read Dante at 12 p.m., and to rediscover the Divine Comedy. So um, even though students, all students in school will be doing this, whether online or offline, um, but of course it's not just for students, but anyone who wants to join can join if, you, if you're a fan. <laughs> but the celebrations, of course, will be held all throughout the day online and with the hashtags 
Dante di and io leggo Dante, which means I read Dante. And many other events have been organized for today as well, like the true readings, interpretations of the of the Divine Comedy, interviews and flash mobs. So if you go on social media and just search for these hashtags, you'll find a lot of different content that you can consume and find out more about. So the Divine Comedy, La Divina Commedia, is an imaginary journey but it represents the journey of all humankind. And it's a very complex text, not because, not just because it re- it's written in a slightly different language, but because there's hidden meaning behind everything he writes. So you have to inter- interpret everything line by line. And it kind of represents the human condition and how men are always trying to reach salvation which obviously is the end goal. And on this journey, he will also be meeting different people who lived before him or during his time that Dante places in different circles of hell for different reasons according to the seven sins. And of course, talking about the Divine Comedy will be here forever. But if you haven't uh, read it, go and maybe look into it, see um, if it's something that you might want to start reading because I think it's it's definitely worth um, worth finding out about it. It's a heavy reading just obviously because, you know, the language is not Italian-Italian and even for someone who's Italian, it's, it's difficult to understand. So you would need a lot of research in order to understand it. But I think it's, it's well worth it. So going back to talking about Dante a little bit. So his real name wasn't actually Dante, but Durante di Alighiero degli Alighieri. So it's quite a mouthful. I'll say it again. Durante di Alighiero degli Alighieri. <laughs> but he thought his name wouldn't bring him, bring him a lot of fortune and fame. So he just stuck with Dante, which I think sounds a lot better and cooler. And it's not such, you know, a long name to pronounce. So we don't really know what day he was born exactly, but he mentions the zodiac sign, um, his zodiac sign in the um, Divine Comedy, which is Gemini. So he must have been born between May 21st and June 21st, but we don't know the day exact, like the exact day. And he was quite a narcissistic person because he thought that being born under Gemini made him smarter and gifted for writing. Because at the time it was thought that people who were Gemini were more intelligent than the rest. A bit rude if you ask me, but anyway. (laughs) Dante was also well known for his amazing memory and there's actually a funny story about this. So it was the around the end of the 12th century I believe and he used to spend his days admiring the construction of what would then become the current Santa Maria del Fiore, which is a church in Florence. And someone who was passing by saw him and asked, Dante, cosa ti piace mangiare? This means, what do you like eating? And he replies, lovo sodo, a boiled egg. And then the same man, after such a long time, saw Dante again and asked him, point blank, Con cosa? With what? And Dante instantly replied, con il sale, with soaked. So (laughs) he didn't even blink an eye. He instantly remembered the same man and the question that he had asked him like way before. So another kind of fact about Dante is that quite often 
in the Divine Comedy, he passes out or faints. And many times this is seen as something uh, that generates more emotions in the reader when, uh, when we read La Divina Commedia. But actually, many researchers think that it's linked to a more important aspect of his life. And according to some studies, he suffered from epilepsy. And this would explain the meaning behind the fainting in the Divine Comedy. If you know about Dante, you know the memes. Uh, maybe not the memes, but in Italy, there's a lot of memes going around about Dante and Beatrice. Um, Beatrice was the woman he was in love with, who he meets when he was nine. And actually, he portrays her in paradise as a symbol of divine love and acts as a guide through hell and purgatory, along with Virgilio, which is another guide in hell and he, he was a poet in real life. But sadly enough, he gets promised in marriage when he was 12 years old to Gemma Donati. They got married, of course, when they were 20 and had then three kids. And it was actually because of his son, Jacopo, that the last part of the Divine Comedy, Paradise, got published, as Dante died before doing so. And you know, if you look at it from a different perspective, the Divine Comedy also shows us how even though sometimes we might feel like we're living in some dark times and we don't really know what we're doing or where we're going, especially now with everything that is going on and being inundated with tragic news every single day. So I think it could be compared to a little bit, um, it, can, it could be compared to Dante's Inferno, right? This whole um, period that we're living in. Or like some, you know, in general, sometimes sometimes we go through life and we have like these strange times, you know. But also at the end, Dante reaches paradise and salvation, showing us how even when facing fears like he did in hell, you still have to keep going. And at the end, when he finally comes out of hell, he also says, and I quote, E quindi uscimmo a riveder le stelle. And it means that in the end, we managed to see the stars. So I think uh, I take that. Uh, that's what I take from the Divine Comedy. And I that's how I like to think of it. So yeah, go and check Dante out if you haven't already. And let me know because I would love to know. I would love to find out if you liked it or not. Uh, so yeah, feel free to uh, get in touch. He's probably one of my favorite Italian poets ever. I absolutely love him. I loved studying the Divine Comedy in school, even though at the time, probably, you know, being in school and being forced to study those things, I probably hated it. But then <laughs> now thinking back, I'm like, actually, that was pretty cool. Uh, and I actually did a few university projects on Dante as well. So yeah, check him out and let me know. Thank you so much for listening. Grazie mille and I'll see you in the next episode. Ciao.